Whoever is listening, guys, welcome back and welcome to our first guest of 2024. If you haven't ever tuned in before, this is the Man with Plan podcast. I'm Grayson Mann. I'm a student at Clemson University. Just to kick off some New Year's introductions. And today I have not only who's a close friend of mine, but I think someone on campus who is an amazing storyteller. He runs our student TV media at Tiger Vision, is the general manager. You've probably seen him on some Instagram posts, some stand-ups for all things Clemson sports. It's Patrick Driscoll. Patrick, my my best friend, man. How you doing, brother? Dude, I'm doing great. Just want to say, like, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. It's been amazing to see, you know, all the great things you've been doing the past three years. Um, and yeah, it's been an honor. Uh, been an honor to have you by my side in Tiger Vision. And one more semester as our college careers wraps up, which is sounds insane to me but <laughs> no i still can't i mean i'll occasionally record when i record i'll usually have like my ring on at least, mm -hmm. at least recently and i'll have it up and i'll sometimes like take a look at it and i'm like wait what it's still there is this real is this real <laughs> i should be wearing mine man i should be wearing uh, mine I i'm getting exposed out here no it's okay i also have like i'm noticing in your like i just took in your background i see like the chicago bears thing in there is there a potential like caleb williams desire in that room for you or no, are you just absolutely Fields? none look i'm yeah this so this is my childhood room right here so shout out the bears i've been a diehard bears fan forever but yes coming from me look justin fields is qb1 the city wants him everyone wants him just take marvin harrison jr <laughs> take someone else solid like a lineman or a linebacker you know with our other pick and we'll be good to go but no we do not want caleb williams i'm Ooh. sorry caleb but you can go to another team. Justin Fields, he's my guy, man. Your guy. This is the Chicago perspective. This is all we need for this episode. We're, we're already kicking off some strong takes in 2024. But Patrick, we're going to start. I wanted, we just briefly touched on it in before we were talking and started recording is last night. So I just put out an episode, episode 148, just broke down some thoughts on the CFP. I wanted to hear what you had to say because like we talked about, just getting to watch these games and just sit there and not have to worry about the outside factor, especially with Clemson, with the way they, the way they are this year. And we got two unbelievable final semifinal matchups. Uh, it's the last year of the four before we get crazy and go 12. We had the Rose Bowl, which I, I don't know if you saw it, but or like took notice of it. There was a specific shot on ESPN and it was Michigan. They're getting lined up to drive an overtime and the sun was setting. I was like, this is college football, man. Like a beautiful game, beautiful time. What were your thoughts on last night? Oh, man. I mean, just a great just a great night of college football, really. Um, you know, like, you know, the NFL, they've had some questionable play calls and whatnot, getting heat. But, like, those two games were just some good instant classics. You know, bowl season has been kind of 50-50 this year, you know, just with so many players backing out due to the transfer portal, all due respect. You know, it's a crazy process. But it was just two teams, both games, just both teams, came out played with so much passion there's a lot of trash talking is getting chippy uh both came down to the wire too and i watched that alabama game alabama michigan i'm like okay there's no way this next game would be better and then the huskies and the longhorns just said nope <laughs> this is gonna be another <laughs> instant classic right here you're gonna be staying up very late to watch the end of it and i had no problem doing so because what a game i mean if you're on the east coast like i am anyone listening in the audience know you you're holed up in illinois so i think you're probably an hour ahead it was one o'clock in the morning when the game ended so i sat on my spot on the couch 
from five o'clock to one a.m. And I was a fan of it. I was I was tired. I went straight to bed afterwards, but it was oof, what a experience. My my thought, my instant reaction was with the like with the Huskies and Longhorns is Texas couldn't hold on to the football, and then Washington almost couldn't hold on to the game at the end with the way that unraveled. And I'm so excited for the national championship. And I really felt like it exemplified that the committee got it right. As mad as or controversial as it was to leave FSU out, regardless of how you feel, that's why they did that. And we don't have a black sheep or a, a weird team like TCU that you were like, okay, they deserve to be in there, but then they play Georgia. And I'm on my phone for the entire second half. So I don't think we're going to get that for next Monday. Mm-mm. I'm really excited about this matchup. I mean, Washington and Michigan, who would have thought two years ago? Yeah. Even just every year. You, like, I saw a stat. It was since the playoff debuted in 2014-15. Um, it's always been an SEC team or Clemson in the national championship. But this time, that's not the case. So it's a really, really good matchup. Um, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of cheering for Alabama. I don't know why, but I think it was just because the committee got so much heat. And like you said, it just shows the committee did it right. I mean, that Georgia FSU game, you know, there were some depth issues with each team's starters opting out and whatnot. But it just shows that FSU, if they were in that playoff, (laughs) the same exact thing would have happened. They would have gotten blown out. Um it wouldn't have been pretty and both games delivered. And it, yeah, like you said, the committee got right. Yeah. The product on the field was certainly fantastic. Do you have an early national championship pick for our audience? Maybe, maybe this ends up on freezing cold takes. I don't know. Oh man. You're putting me on the spot right here because <laughs> I have not thought about it. Cause I'm just too busy thinking about those semis. I'll say, Oh man. Penix just played lights out. Oh man. I'm going to go with, I I think Michigan's going to do it. I think they will. And I I just think, you know, you take all, you beat Bama in that semifinal. And I think Michigan kind of knows, I mean, same case with Washington, but I don't know the next time Michigan's going to be on this stage. Harbaugh's been, we've been calling it the Harbaugh era, but what has he really? And I think, he just wants this championship so bad. He's going to lead those guys to victory, even if it's against a red-hot Michael Penix. Um, I thought their defense did great against Alabama. You can say what you want about the play calling at the end of the game, but the Michigan defense did a great job holding Milrow, and I think they're just riding the wave, and I think they'll continue to do so. Absolutely. So, so Wolverines, we have it right here. Have it right we here. We have so it right here. We have it right here. <laughs> so we're going to get into the meat of this podcast. This is something that I really – find unique about what really drew me in, in April when we really started to connect and start to rebrand the future of uh, Tiger Vision, which I think, I don't know if this audience will ever understand the amount of work you've put into the club and just the, just you've kicked ass, man, just to, to be really blunt. Is, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, but I think what's really unique about your journey is you started on the collegiate athletic side. You were a track for a year. Uh, can you just describe that story and just how you gone from playing track and thinking you have your future pretty much settled out at Clemson only for it to end abruptly and tiger vision becoming part of your story. Yeah. Um, man, I could talk about this forever. Just my whole <laughs> journey of college. It's, it's been quite the ride. Um, it's, I certainly think it's 
a very, very unique one, um, but it's a unique one that I'd never trade. So I came into Clemson just three years ago um, yesterday. So I arrived at Clemson January 1st, 2021. Wow. And I came in and it was during COVID. It was, I didn't really have the greatest semester um, overall. You know, I met some really cool guys, um, but I just felt like something was really missing. So I saw there was an opening on the track team and I just trained my butt off all summer. And I mean, all summer to try to get a spot. And after just hounding the head coach, um, you know, an opportunity finally arose, but he's like, look, like, I'll give you, I'll give you a shot, but it's going to be a one week tryout. And I just prayed and I prayed and I prayed and I just gave it my all in the tryout. And before I knew it, he said, congratulations, you know, you're on the spot for the team for the year. And, um, man, I'll just never forget that moment because, um, the experience, just being able to go from, you know, just random college kid to, um, just division one collegiate athlete. It was, <laughs> it was a process for sure, whether it be highs or lows. And the experience was amazing. You know, I met so many cool teammates. They had so many different backgrounds and I learned, uh, I can mention this or like later in the podcast, but everyone has such a cool, like, you know, story about them, whether it be one of the distance guys or like the top sprinter or, you know, like our second best thrower, like it didn't matter. Like every single person was so unique and just being able to travel a little bit, you know, to see what's really like how much work is put in to be a college athlete. Cause someone will see him on a scooter, for example, on campus. Like, <laughs> oh, look at this athlete on the scooter. Like what? Get out of my way. Like why are you riding the infamous scooter? scooter. The infamous scooter or like, they're like, Oh, like the Clemson athlete bag, like all that. Or, Oh, why is another facility getting built? But you know, not even just track, but every single student athlete puts in so much work and be able to get that insight and knowledge from that was just a really cool experience. Um, I had so much fun. I learned so many lessons and just to be able to say I was a Clemson Tiger, you know, it, it, it's really an honor. Um, it really is. And unfortunately my dreams got cut short. I thought I was going to be doing this track thing for, you know, like two or three more years, but it just didn't work out and I don't really regret anything because um, I just worked hard every single day, you know, and I got let go after my first full year. I just don't think I put on, you know, the best results. So yeah, I was pretty devastated after I got cut, but um, it was really a sil silver lining because this is how we connected. Yeah, so. absolutely. I mean, I think I remember, I don't know who it was that told me that I think I'd seen you at a couple meetings and they're like, oh, he's former track star, like type thing. Like he was on the track team and he's doing Tiger Vision. And it's like, oh, wow, like, that's really cool. Like, how did, how do you find that? So now I get to ask you that part of it. How did Tiger Vision, how did, was it maybe Tiger Prowler? Was it some sort of flyer or thing you're walking around? Because I think with college and for me, at least it's always been about finding purpose and finding things to spend my time with, because I hate the idea of, I love it when I'm home. But I hate the idea of being in my room up at Clemson and there's just time wasted. And I'm like, I'm not doing something with my time. Let's do this or let's do that. What was your process finding Tiger Vision? And we can just go from there. Yeah, totally. So believe it or not, it was track that led me to Tiger Vision one way or another now that I think about it. 
So I'll explain this in the shortest way possible, but they, um, they have a, the student athletes, there's a UPIC internship program. And, you know, I was going to be a junior in college. I was like, Oh, I should try to get like some sort of like internship or whatever. And there was, yeah, they, they had a really good system for student athletes to get like an on-campus internship. So that's what I did. Um, so this is when I was still on the team. This was in June. It was the UPIC student media internship. And this is where I cross paths with the lovely Miss Wanda Johnson. Oh man. So, <laughs> so shout out Miss Wanda. Um, you know, I got, I got let go still, but I, I still had to do some of the stuff in the internship. So I still had this internship, even though I wasn't running for Clemson. So I met with Miss Wanda, I think it was my first week back on campus, my junior year. And that's where she mentioned Tiger Vision. She's like, have you heard of Tiger Vision? I'm like, what is Tiger Vision? I have no <laughs> idea. I've never heard of this, you know, um, coming in COVID, didn't really know too much about clubs. And I didn't know we even had a broadcasting club or just a student media club like that. So Miss Wanda, she mentioned that Tiger Vision has a meeting, like blah, blah, blah. And I went to the first interest meeting and from there it was wraps. <laughs> I was sold. I was sold because I didn't really know what I was doing with my degree yet. So I was one of those guys who switched my major like two or three times. <laughs> I was one of those guys. So um, it just came down to what am I really passionate about? Sports, media, you know, creating stories, talking to people, that stuff. And I just saw everything I saw in Tiger Vision was just there for me, just whether it was the club like Rappaport or the studio or the even just the I remember walking in the war room like this is so cool and just seeing the opportunities that arose from there so yeah I went to the first interest meeting and I was basically just hooked from there on out yeah I mean you've been able to also do so many different things with it I mean you have your own show on the prowl you do a bunch of stuff with stand-ups and you have that tiger vision logo always accompanying you I think it's become almost synonymous with who you are and your brand and I'll make sure to link Patrick, your, all your social medias and stuff in the description below. So you guys can go check it out and show him some love because like I've said before, he kicks, he kicks, you know what guys, I'm not only <laughs> going to say it once, but through that process and through that process of storytelling, something that is really unique with you. And that I think, I mean, this is almost calling myself out here as I stick to the sports that everyone really likes. Um, talk about the, the NFL playoffs. I just put up an episode about college football and, the ramifications of the semifinal. I'm not talking about Clemson track or Clemson volleyball or the sports that people, yeah, know, obviously, but they're not digging into the stats, the storylines. It's not filling the 12 o'clock to 3 p.m. slot on Colin Cowherd's show is those sports. And so you, every time you post a video and you can talk about some of your projects here, they gravitate towards me because I'm this is different. So was that something that, because was that because of your track background or was that more, nobody's doing this. I need to be kind of that. That needs to be like my brand is these, these are the sports that I was talking about. I'll just be the guy for it. How was that process? Yeah. So uh, you beat me to it. So yeah, when I was running <laughs> for, when I was running for track, um, like I said, I just met so many cool individuals, you know, like one of my best friends, um, he had like hip surgery. Like he, I just remember he casually mentioned like, Oh yeah. I'd like hip surgery and I couldn't walk for like six months. Or something like that and he's like and then just started to explain how he still got recruited for Clemson or like there's a 
you know, a female sprinter on the Clemson track team. She's like, yeah, I go out to like the Clemson retirement, like down. I think it's called the Clemson Downs something. Um, but it's basically where a bunch of just old retirees live, retirement home. She's like, yeah, I'll play piano for them. And it's just little things like that. I'm just like, every single person is so cool. So when I was, you know, being able to just like get into the sports media stuff, I'm like, okay, like let's just try to find some stories to be told that no one really knows about. Cause I'd love for people to know, you know, cool little things like that. So I'd say it was a little bit of both. Um, especially like you saw at the clubs and women's soccer team this year. Um, I basically say, uh, other than shout out Toby, oh Toby my gosh. Corston, but, yes. um, it was like, we were the only people like there to cover them and they had, are the best season in program history and um just being able to cover like other sports and show them love like just made me like happy internally too um and it's just fun to like learn other ones you know everyone everyone does know like football basketball game-winning touchdown game-winning shot but what about like the save that the goalie makes in the 88th minute to like keep the game like tied or like scoreless or something like there's just so many stories and just sports in general because it's just given me so much and I kind of just want to return the favor one way or another, whether it's track, like obviously you'll see me track, like track's always going to be a big part, but like what, like I said, like soccer or, you know, I, I wanted to get more involved in volleyball, but volleyball and just sports in general are just beautiful, man. So <laughs> I think that's the best way. The sports are just beautiful. I love them. And that's really what gravitated me to kind of just doing my own thing and saying, hey, I'm going to try to show this student athlete some love or I'm going to try to show this team some love. Yes, I think you did a video on Instagram that I think aired over the break, if I'm not mistaken, because I remember being here when it finally dropped and it was like you were walking around the uh, you're walking on the track playing with like one of the uh, student athletes. And I was like, this is just so unique. Um, Is there a story that you've done and maybe this something that you've learned while you were on the team? that really just maybe it wasn't like a super big impact, but it's, it leaves a long lasting effect with, I will remember this for the rest of my life. Was it something that you produced that has that kind of impact? Or is it maybe something that you learned while you weren't technically in the sports media and for my Spotify items and putting that in big quotes there. So I'd say it was just definitely something I learned through my experience of running. Um, just, just all the work that I was put in, you know, all the work that was put on in the track and, you know, like struggling with my teammates to, you know, be the best, um, just like Clemson track student athlete possible. Um, just so much. And it wasn't only on the track. It was like that whole experience really like shaped me to just be a better like person. And I didn't even realize it too. And just all the little moments, like I said, like finding out everything about each person on the team, you know, building relationships and um just learning like so like and all the backgrounds too that was my favorite thing i loved connecting with i love connecting with people with such different backgrounds too because like it just highlights each and every person's like uniqueness and yeah like bringing that sorry i'm kind of running around in circles right now oh, it's fine. <laughs> but yeah just just realizing that every single you can just take a person and just make like the most unique story out of it one way one way or another you might have to do a little bit of digging but um 
just one way or another, you can really tell something beautiful. So if that answers your question. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there was an example at the Gator Bowl with Jonathan White. Uh, he was having to sell his car and stuff to be able to pay rent in his New York City apartment. Uh, this is to, from David Hood, one of his questions at the Gator Bowl that he picked up on. I want to make sure credit goes where credit is due. Um, but he's talking about how he we all know that story of that FSU game. He comes back in a week. He's basically off the couch in Charleston, ready to start his new life and has this opportunity. And just like you mentioned, the depth that some of these athletes will go to just to have that kind of dream. And I think that's really impactful. Sorry if there's dog barking in the background. They just got fed. Um, but it, it just goes to show you that the things you don't know. I mean, we talk about players getting slandered on TV for a bad play or something, but then you go and you find other shore and you go, oh my gosh, that, that, that kind of impact that you have for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's another thing that it's like a pet peeve of mine. Um, just all the perspective I gained after uh, running for a year. For example, if like someone is watching TV and, um, you know, the quarterback makes a bad read and be like, oh, how did they do that? Like, I could do that. Like, I could make a better throw. It's like, dude, no, you couldn't. Like, sorry (laughs) to break it to you. Like, I don't know if you're the starting quarterback in high school or not, but it doesn't matter. Like, you know, um, I, I don't really like when people like target student athletes like that. So, yeah. Um, and like. Like you said about whites too, man. Like what a story, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and you know, being able to like highlight that too, just amazing. But yeah, I, I don't really like when people like will dig into someone for making a mistake because they don't really like know. So like, that's another thing. Like I really want to like keep like unique about myself. Like really, I really love to highlight like how talented each and every like individual is. Do you have a story in particular that you've been able to produce on social media that you Maybe it's a favorite. If, if you can pick one. Oh, man. Oh, man. This is really tough. I'll say it was the last one I did before I left campus. I, I worked really, really hard for it. And shout out to Gabe Ludwig and Megan White for making it possible. Megan filmed it. Um, Gabe was the student athlete participating in it. And it was fun. It was different. Uh, it might be a little lengthy, but... Um, it's about five minutes after I edited everything and whatnot, but it was my most like unique product. And that's what I loved about it. So, but essentially what we did was we just kind of warmed up and did some like track drills, but like we had a conversation during it. Mm -hmm. So I basically, you know, Megan and I worked together and we took all the footage we got and, you know, all the conversations and we had to take like the audio from the mics and like sync it with the video and, just hours and hours and hours and what it turned out to be it was just clips of us warming up but it was like literally just our conversation was telling a story and that was like the coolest thing um it was a really really cool product like i love making news packages they're essential for what i want to do after college but being able to be a little different um i also did like a jay billis type interview you know how he walks down the court with like the college basketball players yeah i think it's 90 feet with jay billis yeah i kind of did my own spin i did 60 meters with patrick driscoll and i did that with uh shout out cameron rose um one of the sprinters on clemson track did that with him and that was so much fun 
So I love doing the interactive stuff the most for sure. Like the stuff that's just a little different, you know? Yeah, I think that goes to show with the power of social media. And I think maybe I don't really appreciate as much as I should, but there's so many different stories you can tell, so many different opportunities that arise from something as simple as an Instagram post and all the stuff that goes pouring into it. Like you mentioned, syncing the audio off of microphones that there's so many, and you're having to do that virtually with you in a, another person. It's a very small team where it builds so much. And I think it's so impressive. And I'm glad you mentioned that out. The painstaking part of it is so important, and you just went through a bunch of massive work, and it's it's really incredible, truly. I'll make sure that, once again, that it's linked down below so you can uh, everyone can check it out that watches this video that hasn't already, because I'm sure someone has. Um, but, Patrick, just a couple more lasting things before we uh, wrap up. I mean, talk to me about – I mean, we talked again about this separation of difference, but is there anything that you maybe want to let my audience know, things you're thinking about for your final semester? I mean – it is the last ride, as we put it. It is. It is. Um, it's crazy to think about. I'd say I'm. I really don't have anything uh, specific in mind. I do have some ideas, but I'm just gonna keep those to myself for now. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Um, but in terms of you know like plans, like I I want to do a little more like one on ones with uh, student athletes. Um, I'd like to do another thing that's just in general too by the end of last semester I was like very very burned out so I'm gonna prioritize you know just taking a day off on another sporting event to perfect another product I'm doing so I'm really gonna make sure that quality over quantity effect is in bias because you know I really want to do my best as my last term as general manager of Tiger Vision 2 so that and yeah, just spacing things out a bit and just polishing things up a little bit more. Um, a little more studio recaps. Those are fun. So yeah, I think it's just going to be basically the same thing, but you know, just kind of trying to make that craft the best as possible, keeping things different, um, always surprising people. So yeah, just trying to just trying to space everything out and not burn out, man. That's yeah. number one. I've felt that before. Trust me that, uh, idea of keeping things there always has to be a day for yourself and for just exactly like you get so consumed into the uh i think that's what's hard is that it's a it's a business and it's a media that is really driven towards the people who are willing to not just just put themselves to the ringer to uh make content makes make stories find the things that work for them you get so sucked into it um and then you come out of it and you're like oh like I've had a day or I've had a week I've had a month of chasing this. And so it's really important to uh, do that. But one more thing as we, before we wrap up, you give a piece of advice to anyone, maybe that's three years younger than you. Maybe they're in high school. They're going to see this video and they want to be the next Patrick Driscoll, maybe the next GM of a big club at a college. Cause these things really do matter. And it's, a, it's kind of the things that we don't think about in the moment, but I think anytime you can share a piece of wisdom especially someone as experienced as you who's been through, I think almost the reverse of it and in a sense where you not reverse, but you, you go through the process and now you're kind of looping it around. And if, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Great question. So my number one advice would be don't be the next blank, be yourself, be yourself. Um, don't, 
try to aspire to be like a certain person yeah like sure like okay i'll try to be like so and so in a sense of how this person does whatever but don't try to fit the narrative just because like you feel like you have to um that's number one and then number two is just have fun have fun (laughs) whether whether you're and this isn't even if you want to get into sports this is just even if you you're going to be an accountant i don't know man (laughs) but just have (laughs) have fun like pick pick some pick a career that you know you will enjoy because the last thing you want to do is just be working something and not enjoying it like you want to generally go out every single day have a smile and that will lead to you know work you'll be working so hard and you won't be realizing it because you're having fun so and just number three is just like we touched on earlier just sometimes you gotta prioritize yourself don't let yourself burn out at all because it's real it's real so give yourself some time even if it's just a little bit of time just every day just to just like relax breathe because i did not breathe enough <laughs> last semester and um yeah those are my num- those are my three big tips so i'll leave it out on that incredible stuff patrick where can my audience find you yeah so twitter is pat driscoll tv instagram oh man i i love this instagram account uh patrick driscoll tv and it's spelled driscoll is spelled d-r-i-s-c-o-l-l um it's it's been so fun to just highlight every single thing i've done since making the account just over a year ago you can see a crazy projection if you feel like stalking it (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah that's where you can find me then find me on youtube connect with me on linkedin whatever if you want to message me about anything like please go for it but yep that's where you can find me at man and we're going to have all that link down below in the description tomorrow morning when this episode releases on January 3rd. Our first guest of 2024 really kicking off a strong year, I I suspect, especially with a guy like someone is just, I think, inspiring story, really awesome guy. Uh, if you have the chance to sit down and talk with him, especially if you're in the Clemson community, please try to do so. Uh, this was Patrick Driscoll of Tiger Vision, and you can find him at Patrick Driscoll TV. My name is Grayson Mann. And the, thank you for tuning into the Man with the Plan podcast. Subscribe, click press all the buttons. You guys know what to do by now. You know the drill. Thank you for tuning in and take care.